Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Psychocinematic. I'm sure you can tell I'm excited because we're about to cover Nope, directed by Jordan Peele, a movie that I've been looking forward to for months now. And as always, spoilers ahead. All right, starting right out of the gate, he opens up with a Bible verse, which, you know, to some might be a cliche, but... I think it gives us a good direction of where they're going to go with the movie. So it was Nahum 3.6. It's interesting because I honestly didn't even know Nahum was part of the Bible. I literally had to go look at one of the Bibles that we have in this house and double check it was in there. And I missed it at first. I had to Google it after that. It kept saying it was Old Testament. I was like, where? And it's a pretty small book in there. But Nahum 3.6 says, I will pelt you with filth. I will treat you with contempt and make you a spectacle. And if that doesn't sum up this movie, then I don't know what does. The fact that this UFO is literally pelting them with what the UFO is considering to be filth, excreting everything that it can't digest on its own, treating them with contempt, basically going at it head to head, human versus alien, and then making them a spectacle because who doesn't want to know if aliens actually exist and the fact that everyone is trying to make a spectacle out of it. Sorry, if you see me flipping this thing around, this is all my notes from the movie. <laughs> so he couldn't have picked a better Bible verse to sum this up. So this movie opens up with the chimp scene after the Bible quote, and it looks like the chimp has completely crushed this woman. And we later find out that she is that very scary looking woman who is in the audience at Jupiter's claim, who doesn't have lips and whatnot. And this chimp is a huge theme in the movie with this UFO. And I'll get to that later. Now let's get over to Jupiter's claim because I wrote down that name because I was like, Jupiter, we're in an alien movie. That's gotta have some sort of significance, right? Well, what I found on the internet, and this could be a stretch. I don't know if Jordan Peele looked this up and I don't know how he'd find something so obscure to be like, yeah, I'm going to use that for my movie. Hear me out. Jupiter versus United States. It's a court case. And in this court case, they keep using the phrase Jupiter's claim against the United States. And this person named Clarence Jupiter sued the United States because while he was in prison, he was given old chicken and got food poisoning. And you might think, well, that how does that relate to this? Well, I mean, the whole fact of the UFO eating these artificial things like the the flag streamers and that being the downfall of the alien. I mean, that sounds like food poisoning to me. I don't know, could be a stretch, who knows? Let me know down in the comments what you think. Now, fast forward to when we see the first title sequence that interrupts the movie and it says Ghost, which was the name of the horse. And then the next time was Clover and that was another horse. And I had guessed that Oh my gosh, if he started with a Bible quote, then maybe they're going to be doing the four horsemen. And I was wrong. I was a little bummed about that. But it seemed like it was more of the traditional five acts in a play, a movie. Now, when OJ first sees the UFO just dart between clouds, and then he's super hesitant to tell his sister about it, I'm sorry, anyone who's around me, they're going to hear about it. I would not and I could not 
keep that to myself. I personally do believe there are aliens out there. So I'm in this weird mixture of like, ah, oh, there it is. I told you so. But I also don't want it to happen in my lifetime because it's so terrifying. I mean, I've said it many times on this podcast. The two things that scare me the most in a movie are aliens and cults. So even though this movie wasn't terrifying all around, it scared the shit out of me afterwards. Like just, oh, the idea of it. So when they come to terms with the fact that there's a UFO, they instantly go to trying to monetize this UFO. And if that isn't human nature, because we gotta eat too. So if there's anything that is somewhat of a spectacle or a huge spectacle, of course we're going to try and capitalize and monetize. So OJ and Emerald then go to a tech store to get some security cameras and whatnot. And it was at this point that I was really taken aback by just the lens picture quality. I mean, obviously this movie is gorgeous from top to bottom, but I was looking at the bokeh in the background. I was like, wow, okay. And, I, and then I remembered that the person who is DPing this movie has DPed a lot of Christopher Nolan's movies. So he's the best of the best. So shout out to Hoyt Van Hoytema. That is a name. It's funny when they address the fact that they changed the name from UFOs to UAPs and like no one knows it. And I was just internally screaming, I know it. Unidentified aerial phenomenon. If you didn't know, now you know. Don't look it up. Oh man, this scene when OJ is in the barn and then he sees... This little alien creature start coming towards him and another alien creature popping out. I was so fucking excited when I saw this. You know, it's silent in the theater and everyone's tense. And I had like this like squeaking, retching sound coming from my throat. I was just like, I couldn't. I couldn't contain myself because I was like, oh my God, a lot of movies have the balls to try and do a humanoid looking alien, but those movies are almost all bad. And I was like, all right, if Jordan Peele has the balls, not saying he doesn't because it didn't work out, you know, it wasn't what we thought it was. If he has the balls to do it, I was like, it's going to freaking work. Here we go. I was so pumped and then of course they had to be the stinking kids from jupiter's claim <sighs> i was bummed but you know what i know jordan peele could do it and hopefully hopefully this just wet his whistle and now he's just getting started <laughs> it's at this point that the ufo comes in and of course one camera goes down the praying mantis goes on another camera and it immediately took me back and i'm sorry for anyone who's not a nerd but i'm kind of nerdy I DM'd my own Dungeons and Dragons game. That's Dungeon Master. I know, super, super nerdy. Uh, but it was a cyberpunk theme. And so I had aliens come from another planet to meet my party. And I made the aliens praying mantis because, I mean, they're super predators. They look like aliens in themselves. And it's funny when that praying mantis shows itself for the first time, you know, everyone in the theater kind of jumps. You're like, oh, what is that? But yeah, it's just an insect. Something we see every now and then. I also wrote that the UFO CGI is 
I mean, it is top notch. This is the best looking UFO I've ever seen. And it's creative because it plays on the traditional saucer, but adapts it in a beautiful way. When OJ is talking about the state of the affairs going on and he says how he's got mouths to feed, he's not leaving the house like Emerald wants to. That is the truest shit ever. I got mouths to feed. I recently made a post on Facebook because in the middle of the night, my wife and I, two nights in a row, had heard something around 1 a.m. or 3 a.m. And they were two different noises and they were both relatively explainable. You know, they're, they're normal noises that happen in the house. But I started thinking for a brief time, man, is our, is our house haunted? And I was like, shit, it better not be because I'm not going anywhere. Interest rates are too high and homes are too expensive for us to be able to just pack up and be like, yeah, we're selling this house. We're going to buy a different house. No, we literally can't. And so when you see in these horror movies, these people being stuck in this house and it's being haunted or people are being possessed and you're like, why don't you just leave? Yeah, that's easier said than done in 2022. Let me tell you that. And now when they show that time lapse from the camera and then that cloud in the distance doesn't move, that is so perfectly done and a great example that you don't have to be a professional at visual effects. Even a beginner can easily learn that effect and apply it and look at the delivery of it to serve the story. It is amazing. Now, I couldn't help in this movie when they're talking about Gordy the Chimp hearing Joe Rogan in my head talking about how the chimp, even a baby chimp, is hard as a rock. They're stronger than us. We're just balls of jelly, just a jelly donut, and they'll rip your face and dick off. And this chimp was no exception. It's pretty brutal. And honestly, I think that the chimp was the worst CGI in this movie. Maybe it's because I haven't seen any of the new Planet of the Apes in a while, but I felt like Planet of the Apes was better looking than this, even though that movie was a lot older. I almost forgot about this part. You remember when Jupiter lets Emerald and OJ into his little secret room and he's got that fist bump picture with the chimp? And he's like, yeah, that's the first pound to explode or whatever. And then they show what actually happened when he goes to fist bump the chimp and the chimp gets shot. I'm just like, God, the demons that Jupiter is bearing and suppressing. It's rough, man. So we've now learned what Jupiter is actually doing with these horses that he's buying from OJ. And then you realize why he acted so weird when OJ was saying that he wanted to work back into a buyback plan for his horses. Yeah, sorry, your horses were alien food. So now the UFO comes out really fucking pissed off, sucks everyone up, and you see this disturbing image from inside that UFO, and it looks like some stomach lining. And you just see them panicking in there. Oh my God, I could not imagine anything worse. And who knows what happens to them in there? Do they just get dissolved by some sort of acid that's lining this inside? Or do they get shredded up? Who knows? But we do know what happened to their blood and the chairs that were sucked up with it, they got spat out onto OJ's house. So now we get to the next part where the UFO is coming back 
for OJ, Emerald, and Angel. And the song Sunglasses at Night was playing, and then of course the power and batteries go out on stuff, and then it starts playing slow-mo. And you know, Jordan Peele doesn't seem like he does things willy-nilly. He does things with a meaning. And the fact that the song started playing slow-mo seems like it's trying to draw more attention to the song. And by the way, I fucking love that song. That's one of my favorite 80s songs. And the lyrics, are significant. So let me read you some of these lyrics. I wear my sunglasses at night so I can, so I can forget my name while you collect your claim. Jupiter's claim. Jupiter's claim wanted to purchase his ranch. He wants to basically claim this UFO as his own, as his own trademark thing. I'm just going to sacrifice a horse to this thing and you guys will watch the spectacle that happens. And I wear my sunglasses at night so I can, so I can see the light that's right before my eyes. Could be the UFO. While she's deceiving me, she cuts my security. Has she got control of me? I turn to her and say, blah, 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 blah. But she is probably this UFO. She's obviously deceiving this stupid mentality of, oh yeah, I'm gonna be able to tame this UFO and make money off of it. Cutting your security, you just put yourself and all these people at risk, Jupiter, and now you guys got turned into basically a Bloody Mary. So at this point, OJ and Emerald already have that director on their side. And by the way, the director, every time that they were talking, he's looking at footage of two animals fighting, presumably to edit or give a final approval. But that is just furthering the whole theme of this movie. Anyways, that director suggests that they let horses free during golden hour. Is there a more director thing to say if you've ever done photography or videography, you know that images tend to look best during golden hour. It's just a spectacular hour where things just look great. And so this man <laughs> wants to capture a UFO abducting horses with the perfect lighting. I mean, that's kind of sick. But then when they're actually hatching out their plan, they're using Monopoly pieces. And I was just thinking about that. I'm like, I know that's got to be significant. And you know what? It is because I think they're all trying to capitalize and monetize this UFO. And that is symbolic of that. And like if you've played Monopoly, it's all about trying to beat out the competition. And this block is my block. So I think that's why Jordan Peele put that in there. And OJ has suggested that if you don't look at the UFO because they're an animal, a creature, that they won't come at you. Like you don't look at a bull unless you want trouble. And I actually, I, I hate to say it, I personally know this from our trip to Japan that my wife and I took because you go to Monkey Mountain and there's signs that say, don't look the monkeys in the eyes. And me being a stupid 20-year-old at the time, uh, I was like, well, that's dumb. Like, why shouldn't I be able to look at this monkey? And I have a GoPro video clip somewhere, or at least I had it. I might not have it anymore. But I remember watching it back in slow-mo. I just happened to be filming during the time, but I will never forget my actual memory. I'm looking at this monkey. And granted, this, this thing's like this big. It could probably bite off a finger, bite your jugular, who knows? I was looking at it in the eye and the thing goes like this. And you know, like that's all it did was just a little pump fake. And it was enough to make me borderline shit my pants. I was trembling. So yeah, I would agree. 
Don't look the thing in the eyes. Don't look at the UFO. Put them blinders on, man. I mean, we're talking about horses. Horses already have blinders as it is. So, yeah, they cover the horse's eyes and they stop looking at it and it seems to work. And every time you look at this thing, it comes for you. Why? Because it is an animal and it is territorial. Now, this movie makes a ton of commentary on Hollywood and the current state of the world with just everyone wants that content they want it to post it they want the clout they want the money the fame popularity whatever comes with it they want it and so this man on the motorcycle rolls up and honestly he sounds super freaking creepy the way he's talking about it, pulling up his cameras and whatnot for all we know he could have been a youtuber and not tmz as they were saying could have been anything but as soon as i saw his helmet i knew what they were doing He's got a fully mirror helmet and every time they had one of those little mirror sphere things with the the horses, the horses freaked out. And I'm just like, yep, <laughs> I know what you're doing here. And of course this guy got messed up. And so he's driving towards the area of the UFO on his electric bike. And it's funny because I didn't even realize it was electric, but they made a point to say what happens when an electric bike runs into the opposite direction of electric field or whatever and that bike just completely throws him over the handlebars and basically almost kills him because he just broke all these bones and i'm starting to wonder are they making commentary on green energy and electric vehicles and how they're not actually as green as people like to say they are or how the world isn't fully ready to scale up the way that the government has said we should i don't know because at the same time this is still a hollywood movie and so i'm just like i maybe they really are making that commentary or it could be a stretch i could be reading too much into it i'm not 100 percent sure now they're filming all this and they got it they got it on camera and uh the director decided to fuck around and find out which again feeds into that hollywood thing it just wasn't good enough i gotta get more and now you got yourself killed Ugh, it's so frustrating and then not to mention in the very beginning when they have their horse on set just the horrible hollywood atmosphere that was there the worst all right now that we're at the end of the film let's get into the whole meaning of this film so there's this whole theme that you can't tame an animal you've got gordy you've got this ufo they're wild animals they're both being monetized and they are both dangerous as fuck you can't tame it like you tame these horses and even the horses we're not 100% perfect. You can't look this UFO in the eye without getting fucked up. You can't feed this thing a fake horse without making it pissed off. You can't feed it things that it can't actually digest without killing it. This thing is an animal and it is territorial. We see this thing going from a UFO to having a cloth ripple to then looking like it's got spokes on a wheel with cloth around it to then looking like a squid creature. So like how a house cat or anything in nature that makes itself look bigger when it's intimidated and when it's trying to fight it gets bigger like the squid creature and then it looks like a freaking hot air balloon this thing is insane and an amazing idea from jordan peele this thing in its nature is nature oriented and not technology the fact that when it comes around your technology doesn't work you are now stuck in nature so eventually 
Emerald decides to cut free that balloon with the streamer flags of Jupiter's claim and send it towards the UFO, who is none the wiser. It can't tell. I literally wrote down that it is a smart UFO or alien, I guess, since it's not just a flying object, but it is very primitive. It is a beast. And it goes to consume this balloon and the flag streamers and it explodes itself. Leading me to the joke moral of the story, which is that flag streamers are basically as good as any aircraft missiles. <laughs> We're left with this shot of OJ surviving on his horse and he is under that sign that says out yonder which I just think is great because we're with this Western theme, but we're also with this alien theme. And that's basically like saying outer space. Love it. What a beautiful cherry on top. And before I forget, I don't know if Jordan Peele ever confirmed this and it's become pretty popular, a theory that NOPE just stands for not of planet Earth. I mean, I know they say nope a million times in this movie but who knows maybe the theories are right so now it's time for my review versus rotten tomatoes on the day that this movie was released so this is thursday july 21st the critics of rotten tomatoes have given it 80 percent and the audience have given it 77 percent i would give this movie a 9.5 out of 10 so 95 percent but in terms of alien movies if you're just comparing it against other alien movies it's a 10 out of 10 100 percent amazing. I know I am biased with Jordan Peele, but this movie had me interested, engaged, and just loving it the entire time. I think the only reason I gave it a 9.5 out of 10 just in terms of ranking it against all movies is because it was kind of marketed as like this horror suspense and it was that for a while, but then at the end it was more of like an action theme and we see the UFO a lot which is fine, you can see it a lot, but it was just super action-packed, that was about it. It wasn't very scary or suspenseful at the end, and that's where I kind of deduct a little bit of points. Now, what I loved about this movie, the symbolism, the visual effects, the fact that they didn't shy away from showing this UFO, the fact that the twist wasn't that it wasn't actually aliens at all, but that the twist was actually the UFO is an alien. It was this biological organism. That was insane. But anyways, that's all I have for you guys today on Nope. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Psycho Cinematic. If you did, leave me a thumbs up, comment what you thought down below, and then don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already, and I'll see you in the next one.